Greetings from Gambia, West Africa, and welcome to Village Vibes. Today I have with me Desiree, who is an American traveler, and I just have some questions for her. So welcome, Desiree. Thank you, Ami. So nice to have you here. I'm so blessed to be here with you. So my first question is, why Africa? What, what made you want to come here? Mm-hmm. Mama. <laughs> You're turning to the mother. If, if it's true what they say, which I believed so, is that mo- the mother is here. This is where we all come from, all of humanity. And so for us to be able to return to that sacred time mm-hmm. and connection with the mother, that's the truth. And everything else can fall away. I think that we forget who we are right. truly when we get involved with television or other people's drama or uh, getting the next car or the, what's the next scent to put on our body, a perfume or the next post on Facebook. We pick up our phone in the morning and what are we doing? We're thinking about other people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. We're, we're reading other people's inspiration and thoughts before we even connect to our own, our right, own source and supply. Right. And so for me, Mother Africa is coming back to that original state because I'm an American, yeah, right? right. I, I was born and raised in America. And so I have been indoctrinated into this way of living that is, is rife with uh, anxiety physical ailments, depression, uh, go, 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 oh, mm. so much fear. And it's, we're, we're, we're drowning in it. And so coming back here, especially where you are, mm-hmm. here in the Gambia, mm-hmm. in Caputa, it's been, it's, it's such a, there's such a purity. So my natural state is being restored. Right. My natural state is, is being shown. And I can feel it from the inside. That's, yeah, you, that's you were telling me that your body feels good here. Mm-hmm. You feel in, your body, mind, and soul. Yes. Yes. My body, uh, scale of 1 to 10 in the States, yeah. was like constant. Five, 5 to 7, sometimes 9 or 10. And that's going throughout my, my day. And, and then I would have to take medication yeah, to right. get rid of pain. And then my anxiety was up. Even waking up in the morning, the second I, I was aware that I was awake, my anxiety, this anxiety, anxious feeling would take over my body. And I'm like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I don't even, mm-hmm. even want to get out of bed right. because I know what I'm facing. Right. Here, day one, my body pain went way down. Day one, no anxiety. And it has lasted this whole week plus. I feel good here. Back to the roots. It's back to the roots, Ma. So did you dream as a little girl to one day come to Africa? Mm-hmm, for sure. I love, I love, you know, I'm a dreamer. And I love to imagine. I use my imagination a lot as a child. And I would skip school to go to the library. Right. As a, you know, 10, 12-year-old. And I would go to the library in downtown Portland and find the room that had all the maps, the cartography room. And I would spend hours in there. And they never bothered me. They thought I was doing schoolwork. So I would open <laughs> up the drawers and run my fingers over the oh. the, the maps that were yeah, raised. Right, you know? right. Africa was so beautiful with all the different... I just love the shape of it too, right? So I imagined going. And then when I was eight years old, this is probably what prompted me wanting to come to Africa the most, was the exhibit from King Tut's tomb oh. came to the Portland Art Museum. My mother took me, oh, Seattle, excuse me, to the Seattle Art Museum. My mother, we took a train, went up there, 
saw the exhibit and I was blown away. My imagination was just running wild with imagining myself in those times and I became obsessed with Egypt. The pyramids, the, the dress, the time, the era, the ankh, all of it, the, the everything. And I could feel myself there. And so over time, uh, again, the indoctrination is that that's a faraway place and it's only for people who either have a lot of money or who have family who lives there. Right. Uh, but I knew I wanted to come. I knew I would make it to Africa someday. So when you told people at home that you were coming to Africa, how did they respond? This time? Yes. Oh, some were very happy. I didn't tell very many people at first. Some were very uh, disbelieving, like, Africa, really? <laughs> and other ones like, were like, yeah, well, we know you, so we know you're going to go. Huh. And some, a lot of people were actually worried. And when they were telling me, I'm so worried for you, I would say, you know, there's enough to worry about in this world. Right. <laughs> Be happy for me instead. But there were a lot of naysayers. Like, yes. well, what about COVID? Mm -hmm. What about money? What about safety? What about the food? What about the water? What if you get sick? What, you know, the, all oh, the what ifs. So many what ifs. So many what ifs. And, and so instead of being fearful and falling into their own limited, limited fear, I went, came back to my center and I asked a few questions. Yes. I asked you questions. She asked questions. me a lot of questions, uh -huh. which is important to yes. do. And I knew I trust you. Yeah. And I yeah. trust your experience. And I, I, I did my own research. And so I compared all the information with an open, more neutral mind rather than the, the mind of that I was going to be swayed to the... I already made up my mind. Yeah. I was coming. You were coming. Yeah. And so I think it's important to be informed. And the naysayers, I use that as more of like, oh, maybe I didn't think about that. But instead of letting their fear mm -hmm. speak to you, yes, maybe you... I used it as a curiosity. Good. So when they were afraid for me, thank you for being afraid for me, because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I, I said, okay, I didn't actually think of that. So maybe I need to do a little prep, more preparation, a little more research, and or, and or go, yeah, well, that's their stuff. Right. Yeah, I'm, I don't need to be limited by what they believe they cannot do. So you had, know. so it is a difficult time to travel not right easy. now. It's not easy right mm -mm. now because of this COVID. So what advice can you give to people mm -hmm. to make their trip smoother? Yes, so give yourself a lot of time to prepare. Six months. Mm -hmm. And for me financially, I worked, I really, really worked double time. I saved a lot of money, right. meaning I saved. Right. Instead of spending, I saved. Uh -huh. That's a lot to me. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, we're, in America, we can just spend on whatever. So I, I would say save money and uh, shop for things like um, that will help your tummy. Yep. That will support your Bring Filter. Yeah, bring your water filter and bring things that are like comfort items yeah things like i brought some essential oils right i brought my um tinctures yep. that i use daily so my routine is the exactly. same for the most part so the very the very minimalist routine i could have is what i brought and so i would say uh and also keep it keep it to yourself a little bit keep it as a juicy little experience and ask a lot of questions of people who have been there mm -hmm. so share with people that you know and trust who will be supportive if 
for the second you see them be envious or jealous or naysay you, maybe not talk about it anymore with them. Right. But really um, talk to the people who have done it before, who encourage you to go, who uh, you you trust and know that they're going to mm-hmm. uplift you mm-hmm. and be of liberty. And I think that that's really the best preparation that I did is to, and also I, I did a lot of prayer. A lot of prayer. A lot of prayer to make sure my mind was, was in a good way uh, to be able to come and, and be whole yeah. and wholesome when I came to. So what were your challenges in getting here? Challenges in getting here before leaving the States. Uh-huh. We're out the bush, right? This is a bush. Chairs. Sorry, there's birds and chairs moving and dogs and chickens. Under the mango tree, next to the hammock. We were in the, the house. Now we're outside under the mango tree. Oh, gosh. With the fresh air and the full yes. moon energy. Yes. So, beautiful challenges. All right. So, some of the challenges, uh, mostly was the timing of, because of the requirements for COVID. Because I have to have a negative PCR test, mm-hmm. COVID test, rapid test done at a lab, right? and it, it goes from the time you receive the test, or you t- they swab you, that that's when the clock starts for 72 hours for me to be able to get through to Africa. Which so, sounds like a lot, but the journey from... Very long. It's very long. It's very long. So it took me three, it took me three days total okay. to get here. So... It's, um, that's the biggest challenge is the timing of the requirements mm-hmm. and being able to coordinate everything. Um, getting here, arriving, <laughs> I didn't have any of the currency and I didn't have any idea of, I mean, I had seen the exchange rate, but I didn't really have a con- conceptually know what that would look like. Right. So had I known a little bit more about what the rate was, here for exchange plus having some on hand perhaps and then also knowing my what my fees would be when I got here so there was a like a $20 fee to get in to the airport or to pass it was a arrival fee right Um, I had my COVID test uh, that was free I think I don't know maybe that's what I was paying for and then uh, going to get my visa which I paid for, and then customs, right? Would you, as far as the visa goes, would you suggest, I mean, it seems a little bit easier to get it here than send mm-hmm. your passport to D.C. For sure. And Absolutely. that's what I've been recommending to people coming here. Yeah, because just get it when you get here. I think it's easier, and I think it's actually less expensive. It is less expensive. I was right there, I did it. The lady at customs said, oh, sweetie, you need a pa- uh, visa. I said, okay, what do I do? <laughs> she said, oh, we'll just call a guy over and he'll take you to the office. You pay the fee and we'll stamp your passport. So that felt better to me than sending my passport to Washington, D.C. and maybe getting it back by the time I got my pa- uh, my trip So because of the delays right. in service. So there were a few nuances. Being here um, in the airport, you know, there's... There, I got some attention, <laughs> and that was, a, a, for me, having traveled literally in the air for 24 hours, never mind being on the ground and waiting at airports for seven hours before my, oh, mangoes are falling. Falling mangoes. And, and so I was exhausted, 
Yeah. I was also exhilarated being in Africa. Right. I was also overwhelmed by, I don't know what's next. And so having people surround me and wanting money yeah. in the U.S., I felt very overwhelmed by that. Yes. And I didn't expect it. And so now knowing that, next time I know when I come back, I'll have Dallas in my pocket. Yes. And be able to give for, you know, Helping charity. with the bags. And yeah, things helping with such the bags, like helping with... Um, directing me, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to give that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. So being here at uh, the lodge, no, yeah, what? no challenges. <laughs> <laughs> you have given me, and you do every traveler, all the provisions I, I could possibly want. I have running water, I have uh, heat in my room. <laughs> <laughs> no shortage of heat. I have blankets and clean sheets and pillows and a sink and two sinks. Mm-hmm. I have a restroom. And a shower, yeah. and everything I need. It's food, which I could bring, or you, you know, I could yeah. pay you to cook. Yeah. Um, access to the local village and the markets, the bus. So it's not hard being here. Right. It's not challenging being here. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. And the biggest, what's been really great is being able to give myself time. And yes. because I've been here a while, and I will be here a little mm-hmm. bit longer. Right. And she's she's planning a month stay. Mm-hmm. And today is what day? How many? I think it's day, day eight. Day eight of being here. A eight of 30. Yeah. And so I'm like yesterday or the day before I started to feel a little more uh, rested. It's yeah. like right now I'm a little tired. It's right. about the time because where I live in, in Oregon, it's a seven hour difference. Right. And so my body clock is still a little bit on that time, but I am getting up with the sun now. Yeah. And I am feeling tired when the sun goes down. It's good. So I'm starting to switch. Uh, other than that, I think slow, slow. Because here in Africa, we talked about this before, it's sensory overload when, mm. you, when you first come. Going out. The, the colors, the sights, the heat, uh-huh. the... It's just so different and Mm -hmm. so much to look at and take in. Mm -hmm. And it can leave you sometimes feeling exhausted. Yes. So that's one nice thing about being here in the village is that you can choose to be here surrounding yourself in nature and then go out into the busy, Uh you know, world Uh of of Gambia and Uh see the sights. And it's so beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love it. So beautiful and vibrant. You know, but yeah, it can get tiring. And so, you know, this Desiree and I have been talking about wanting to be able to welcome people here. Mm -hmm. And how can we make it easier for people to travel and tell them the things that need to know? And we even talked about, you know, when you first get here, maybe it's good not to go out and see the sights right away. Let yourself, let your, Mm -hmm. because it is a long travel, let your body get acclimated to the heat, to the time change, Mm -hmm. and to this new experience the rhythm the -hmm. new rhythm if there was anything i i would share with people is to come the entire journey with a lot of knowing of patience and just know it's going to happen and not that it has to happen on your time schedule that that when you come that it's just be able to flow more yeah. and trust in that flow that all of your needs are met. And if, if there's something you do need, that ask. Right. That there, don't come with a, a expectations so much other than joy and yeah. peace and harmony. Be open-minded. 
But I like the suggestion that you gave to people about bringing your creature comfort things. Yeah. Those things that you have in your daily routine, mm -hmm. whether it's essential oils or vitamins or mm -hmm. whatever it might be, because it is a bit a big adjustment for the body, mm -hmm. especially after flying and the time change yes. and the heat. Yes. And so, yeah, and to take time to get into the routine and rhythm of this, mm -hmm. because here time has a different feeling, doesn't it? Yes. has a different feeling and people are, it's, it's just, it's so different. Uh -huh. So to not really have expectations, like you said, no. just come open and be ready mm -hmm. to immerse yourself in the whole experience yes. yes this is you know some people plan vacations mm -hmm. and they have their agenda yeah and it's like to the tea not here well we always <laughs> joke and say tia this is africa, this is africa. adventures <laughs> just become spontaneous happenings yeah. and no matter what it is even if it's something simple like walking into the village to go to the market, mm -hmm. you never know. Some kind of adventure is going to come mm -hmm. from that. People are going to be here greeting you. Yeah. And so let it, it take just... hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It can take hours sometimes. Mm -hmm. So um, what else would you like to say? Oh, my gosh. So I mean, the welcoming. The welcoming. Oh. The people. The welcoming of the land. The, the smiles, the beauty, Aww. the love, the generosity, the the generous spirit of oh my cry. I'm I'm getting I'm getting the chills. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm getting it's the chills. A, whatever you thought of Africa in any negative connotation can yeah, go out the window. Right. I mean I've heard you say it's not easy and there's you know No place is perfect. No place is perfect. And I would I would choose this over everything any mm. day of the week. So maybe that's a good place to stop. I think so. And you know what? We plan on maybe adding some segments because we sit together every day and we have many deep conversations about being here in Africa. And so, you know, we'd like if people are into it, we'd like mm -hmm. to share. Yes. And if you are wanting to come from America, yeah. I'm happy to help navigate that. Yes. I'll be back May twentieth. I give myself a week right? to acclimate back. <laughs> that's another sort of. good. That's yeah. another good piece of advice. We'll be talking later. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and be able to help any way I can. I'm happy to help. It's wonderful, and you know, it's already a long way from America to come to Africa. But like as we say during this time of traveling during a pandemic, mm -hmm. it it does make it a bit more challenging. Yes. But she's here to tell you it's doable. And you're able to do it, and we want to see you here. So mm -hmm. we're going to talk more about different aspects of traveling as an American to Gambia and how it feels to be here. And I'm so happy that Desiree is here with us Thank you, and enjoying Gambia. I love it. And, um, you know, you're going to hear from us again because we have a lot to talk about, <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank you, sister. Thank you, my sister. And thank you, everybody, for having a listen. And um, we just really are grateful for you. And thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Ciao for now. Ciao for now. Bye. Thank you. Blessings from Gambia.